Imputed Podcast starts right now. And hello, everybody. What is going on? This is another edition of the Asman and Budic Show. Jake Asman alongside Dan Budic. And Dan, we have a great show in store as we're going to be joined by Wayne Randazzo. He's the brand new Mets pre and post game guy on WOR Radio. And we're really excited to have him on and talk things Mets with Wayne Randazzo. Yeah, Wayne just hired a little over a week ago as the new Mets pre and post game host on WOR. So, you know, it should be interesting to get his opinion on the team and, you know, we're right with the Mets broke camp already. Baseball is going, so he'll be headed to the team soon. So it should be interesting to get his perception on the team. So we'll have actual baseball talk without Alex Rodriguez being involved. We're not in talking A Rod. We're not talking A Rod on this show. We're going to talk a little New York Mets. We're going to do it all with Wayne Randazzo, and we're going to do it right after this. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up. You are listening to the Asman and Budic podcast on ICTV.org and on iTunes. Welcome back to the Asman and Budic show. Jake Asman alongside Dan Budic. And now joining us on the phone line is the brand new Mets pre and post game man for WOR, Wayne Randazzo. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing all right, guys. How are you? Doing well, Wayne. And again, congrats on uh, on the new job at WOR. It should be a great season for the Mets. But looking from the outside, looking in, coming from Chicago, what was the perspective on the Mets? I think it's the same. I think it's the same uh, locally as it is nationally. I think people expect the Mets this year to be in contention, challenge for at least a wild card spot to win, you know, anywhere between 80 and 90 games. You know, obviously the high end of the stick will be 90. If they get below 80, it's because things didn't shake out injury-wise. That's something that the Mets need to keep an eye on. Here's Michael Kadire and Curtis Granderson and keeping these guys healthy in the lineup every day. David Wright, of course, being in the middle of the order and producing. And, and the pitching, you know, Matt Harvey, not only just keep an eye on him coming back from Tommy John surgery, but Bobby Parnell, too. And if the Mets can hang on and, and keep these guys healthy and get the production they expect, I, I think they'll be in the race. And I think that's the perception not only – in New York, but all around the country. Now, Wayne, what do you expect from Matt Harvey? Obviously, the guy started the All-Star game just two years ago, but he went through the Tommy John surgery, and now he's going to be back for what hopes to be a full season. What should the Mets expect out of him? Yeah, you know, I always like to temper my expectations coming off a of Tommy John surgery in year one. If this, was, if this was year two, if you asked me that question a year from now, I think Matt Harvey should certainly be in, in the Cy Young race certainly be a guy who's expected to win 15 to 20 games and be that ace of the staff again. This year, you're going to hope that he gets the ball regularly, and by that, it's not it's not going to be every fifth day, but maybe something similar to what the White Sox do with Chris Sale, the guy who's never had Tommy John surgery, really in a, in a preemptive way. They've kept Sale from pitching every fifth day on a regular basis. Uh, he will pitch every fifth day for a month or so, and then they'll give him a few days off. It'll be eight or nine days between starts after a, a little bit of a rash. So that's something the Mets could do with Matt Harvey, where they give him a little bit of a break between starts and, and get him to not only work through the entire season, but set him up so that if there is October, that he's able to pitch meaningful innings in October. Wayne, obviously the Mets have had you know their run-ins with Matt Harvey, whether it's been over social media or you know when to get Tommy John surgery a couple years ago. Do you see it being an issue over innings limit, or will it be every sixth day or seventh day? Do you think that'll be an issue as the season rolls on? No, I think I said I think he'll pitch every fifth day, and then once in a while they'll extend a break for him. Get maybe get Dylan G a start or whoever. I mean, they, they, the starting pitching is no issue for the Mets. I mean, they've got 
seven or eight guys they can really rely on to make a start if, if Matt Harvey needs an extended break or even needs a couple of weeks off. I mean, they don't, they're in such a good position from a pitching standpoint. It's not a necessity that he makes 34 starts this year. It's just a necessity that he makes 25 to 30, gets the ball on a consistent basis and shows no signs of, of injury. And if he can, he can do that, work 175 innings in the regular season, maybe even 200. I think the only way you'll see him get to 200 in the regular season is if the Mets are out of playoff contention. If they are in playoff contention, he tops out at 175, and you can get him a few starts in the playoffs. Now, Wayne, what are some of the concerns with this team? Well, I think concerns, uh, especially when you look at the offense, you, you don't know what you're going to get uh, from from a lot of their players that you expect to drive in runs. You know, David Wright's coming off uh, an injury season where he just wasn't himself, and they're hoping that he can regain all-star form and, and be the, the face of the franchise, the leader of the offense. Uh, you know, Kevin Long's coming in as the new hitting coach, coming from the Yankees where he had great success with Curtis Granderson. They hope that that combination can work again. Uh, Michael Kadire, you know, a guy who they spent a little money on in the offseason, one of the few moves they made. And a guy who could see some time at first base against left-handed pitching, give Duda a spell. Uh, and a guy who's, who can hit. And if Kadir's in the lineup, he's going to hit. There's no there's no worry about him producing. There's a worry about him being in the lineup playing 135 games. And if the Mets can get those contributions, then that's what's going to make them a playoff team. Uh, you know, people know they're going to pitch. Can they hit enough to supplement it? Wayne, just looking at this team, a big concern I have is at the leadoff spot. It looks like it's going to be Juan Lagares leading off, and we've seen what he could do in center field, but just as a leadoff guy, he's only been able to produce a, you know, a 320-325 on base percentage. This seemed to be a little bit of an issue the last couple of years with the Mets. How, how important is it for Lagares to you know bump that up if he's leading off to maybe 350 on base percentage? Yeah, I mean, if he's leading off, you need you need a guy to get on base. and I, I don't know if Lagares is going to be the leadoff here. He might be on opening day. He might not be. I mean, they, they, they're not necessarily sold on him being the number one hitter. I mean, what if Wilmer Flores produces at the plate in camp? Maybe he could be the leadoff hitter. Maybe Granderson can lead off. He certainly has before with the Tigers, you know, most of his career in Detroit and certainly some with the Yankees, although I think at this stage in his career, Granderson is better off in the middle of the order, but they might feel that he could be at the top of the order. So we'll see. They, they don't have that set in stone right now. You know, why can't Daniel Murphy lead off? If, if you want a guy who can get on base, Maybe maybe he's the guy who can be in the number one spot. It just depends on on what you have and what you need and who's hitting. And I think that'll be kind of a mix and match all season. And we're talking with Wayne Randazzo of WOR. He's the Mets' new pre and post game man for that radio station that carries the Mets, of course. Now, Wayne, you mentioned Curtis Granderson. Obviously, he had a bit of a down season in his first year with the Mets. The Mets brought in Kevin Long to be the team's new hitting coach, of course. Granderson and Long worked together with the Yankees. Do you see Granderson maybe having a better 2015 than he did 2014? Yeah, I think I think I would have pegged Granderson for a bounce back year without Kevin Long. I think that even with now that you do add Kevin Long to the mix, you get him back with a with a hitting coach that he had success with as a Yankee, and I think it's just a it's a recipe for success for Curtis this year. Uh, I think he's gonna have a bounce back season. I think with the fences coming in, I mean they did a study on the on the fences and they said the Mets would have hit sixteen more home runs at City Field last year if the fences were where they are going to be this year and nine of them would have been off the bat of Granderson. So if anybody is going to hit more home runs in this lineup because of the fences being moved in, it's going to be Granderson, and that alone should bulk up his numbers this year. Wayne, an issue the Mets have had over the course of the last couple of years is Sandy Alderson putting a bullpen together, and it, you know they didn't do much in the offseason to, to really improve on that. Do you, do you think that's going to be a lingering issue going into the season? 
Well, I think the bullpen's going to be fine. I think it was fine at the second half of last season, and I think it's going to be fine this year. I mean, again, like just like the stunning rotation, you're 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 adding by getting somebody back a, a big piece of the puzzle back from injury. I mean, Bobby Parnell might not pitch in April for the Mets, but he will likely pitch by the time May rolls around, and maybe he'll end up being the closer again. Maybe not. Maybe Henry Mejia will will just win the job out of camp and just be the guy right away. If not, Bobby Parnell will be there to scoop it up. So it, they're going to be fine. Familia and Mejia and Black and, and some of these guys they have down there in the pen, I think it's a, it's a position of strength. And, and you know, Dylan G is going to be able to be in the bullpen most likely at the beginning of the season. So I, I think the Mets 1 through 12 or 1 through 13, however many pitchers they decide to bring to, to New York, is, is, is a strength on this team. I, I don't see many weaknesses at all. I'd like to see another lefty. I, I don't know where they're going to find that. You know, Sean Gilmartin's in camp. Uh, maybe a guy who can, who can, you know, he was a Rule 5 guy. Maybe he can make the team. You have to stick with the team if he does. So they'll have to take a real long look at him in spring training. I'm sure they want to be impressed, but they can't just give him a job coming out of a Rule 5 draft because he's left-handed. He's got to earn it. Now, Wayne, a lot of people believe that Terry Collins might be on the hot seat if this team gets off to a slow start. Where do you fall in that camp? I think Terry's a great manager, and I think he's a guy who's been around a long time. Uh, you know, I don't think Sandy Alderson will be in a rush. If if the Mets get off to a slow start, it's gonna it's gonna upset the media. It's gonna upset the fans. I don't think it's gonna upset Sandy Alderson. It's a hundred sixty two game season. It's a long season. It's every day, and it just what's what's a slow start? Is seven and twenty a slow start, or thirteen and fourteen a slow start? I mean, it just depends. If they're awful at the beginning of the season, if they're dead last, if they're way below expectation, then maybe Terry Collins finds his way on the hot seat. If they're just not starting the way Mets fans think they should, then I, I think Sandy Alderson will be patient with a guy who, who really knows his way around a clubhouse, who's a great manager, a great leader, and I think Terry Collins is going to find this team uh, to be pretty good this year. I think he'll be fine. Wayne, we, a lot of times over the course of the last couple of years, Mets fans have been upset that the team hasn't made any deadline moves. If this team is in contention late in July, do you think Met fans should feel confident that Sandy's going to pull a trigger if they need a shortstop or another reliever in the bullpen? I mean, if the price is right, I mean, there's still financial issues, it would seem, or, or they would have probably tried to make a move already to get a shortstop. Uh, you know, it's, there's a couple of names out there. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki always rings a bell. The Cubs have a couple of shortstops that they could uh, possibly make a deal with, but I think at the end of the day, it just depends if there's a match and if there's financial opportunity for the Mets to do something like that. All right, thank you very much, Wayne. That was Wayne Randazzo of WOR. Of course, you can listen to him all season long as he's the brand-new Mets pre-post-game broadcaster, so tune in to WOR to listen to Wayne. But that's going to do it for us. This has been another edition of the Asner and Budick Show. For Dan Budick, I'm Jake Asman saying so long, everybody. Thanks for listening. Listening to the Asman and Budic podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.